summary of the Sikha. In this week's parsha, we have the mitzvah of Elof Tishmon, that if a Novi, a prophet, comes forth and he makes a, does a miracle, and he says that Hashem told him to say so and so, you should listen to him. Elof Tishmon, you should listen to him. And Ramam explains that we don't listen to him because he made, did a miracle. Because a miracle does leave, always leaves you questions. You don't know, was it magic? Does he have some other way of uh, causing this to happen? So the reason we listen to him is because the Torah says you should listen to him. And it's a mitzvah that Moshe Rabbeinu told us that if a Nabi comes, you should listen to him. And although this is a logical thing, because when somebody comes along and does some uh, wonderful thing, is that a really a reason to put all your faith in him? It's logical that not so, not necessarily so. But we don't do things, as we know that we don't do things because Hashem told, even because Hashem told Avram to have a bris, or he told Yaakov to not to eat Gidanosha. The Ramam tells us that's not why we do it. We do it because the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu in the Torah told us that these are mitzvahs and that's why we do them. And therefore we don't do things because logically it makes sense to do it. We do it because the Torah says it. We see this for instance that when the Yidim were at Har Sinai and there was all kinds of wonderful things happening. There was lightning and thunder and there was uh, fire and smoke. All kinds of things which are very impressive. But that's not why we believe in Moshe Rabbeinu and we believe in the Torah. The reason that we believe in the Torah is because we heard Hashem spoke to Moshe. Hashem uh, spoke directly to Moshe in, our, in front of our eyes. So we know that this is the truth, not because of some thing that happened that was impressive. Yet, even though we understand all this, and the Rambam says all this, when it comes, when he comes to explain to us the laws of a Navi. He says that the reason we believe in Moshe Rabbeinu is not because of the miracles that he did, not because he split the Red Sea, and not because he brought the man, and so on. He, we do it because we heard Hashem speak to him. That's the basis of our faith in Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, if a Navi comes along and he does incredible miracles, but then he tries to undermine Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, prophecy by saying something which contradicts what the Torah says, we don't believe him because he is undermining Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy. So the question is, why does the Rambam make not believing a false prophet? The reason for it is because it undermines Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy. Why doesn't he simply say it undermines what the Torah says? The Torah says that there are certain rules, for instance, that the Torah can never be changed. The Torah is not in heaven and therefore if a prophet comes along and he says that Hashem told me to tell you that this is what the law is. Let's say um, that Rashi is right in his tefillin and that's how it should be done. If a Navi comes and says that's what Hashem told me, we know that he's a false Navi because If a Navi comes and says that this mitzvah no longer has to be fulfilled or he comes to bring a new mitzvah Hashem told him to introduce a new mitzvah. We know that it contradicts the Torah because the Torah says, do not add to the mitzvahs, do not take away from the mitzvahs. Or if he says that mitzvahs no longer apply, we know that the Torah says that they go forever. So therefore, that undermines the, a principle in the Torah. So why does the Ramam make it about undermining Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy? And undermining the Torah is a bigger thing 
a bigger problem than undermining a prophet. We know that the, uh, the mitzvahs that the prophets brought at some point, not mitzvahs, I mean, but the commands, they came and they said, Hashem told us to do this now. Those mitzvahs cannot compare to the mitzvahs that are written in the Torah. We know that you can't learn divrei Torah from divrei Kabbalah, which means just because something is, is true about a, something that a prophet said doesn't mean that it applies to mitzvahs in the Torah. Because the mitzvahs in the Torah have a much greater impact than the words of a prophet. So why does the Rambam make it about undermining Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy rather than undermining the Torah itself? And in fact, we do find in one place in these prakim that the Rambam does make it about he comes to deny the truth of the Torah when he talks about if a prophet wants to come along and he wants to tell us the interpretation, the explanation of a mitzvah. Hashem told me that this is what he means by this mitzvah. Or it comes uh, something that we didn't hear from Moshe Rabbeinu. Over there, the Rambam says, because he comes to undermine the Torah. But when he talks about the general principle of it, he talks about undermining Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy. So we have to understand why he makes it about that rather than about undermining the Torah itself. At the end of the Perik, of Perik uh, in Yisaidah Torah, Perik Tess, I believe, the Rambam says that if a prophet comes along and he says, even as a temporary thing you should worship Abay Dezorah just this once, He's considered a false prophet. We know that he's a false prophet because that could never happen. And he says, because he comes to undermine again the Vuasa Moshe. So we could understand, perhaps, one could give the answer that over there, the reason that he makes it about the Vuasa Moshe could be for the following reason. The Sifri says about a prophet, the Dibar Aleim, that should speak to them that when the Torah describes how a prophet should go about his, about his prophecy, he should speak to them, from which we learn, the Sifri says, he, can, he has to speak directly to the Yidin. He can't put a translator, somebody between him and the people. He has to speak directly to them. Otherwise, it doesn't rise to the level of a prophet speaking about which the Torah says. If, somebody, if a prophet tells you to do something and you don't listen... So then it's a chi of misabadesh It's death, death by the hand of heaven. But if he talks to you through somebody else, then it doesn't, a, a person wouldn't be chai of misabadesh even if he violated the words of the prophet. The Ragat Shavas explains that this, what this means is that only when, this applies only when the prophet prophesizes while he is receiving prophecy. It has to happen at the moment when he is receiving prophecy. If he tells you what Hashem told him to tell you later, the next day after the event of his prophecy is over, then also a, per- a person wouldn't be chayim misabdei Because only when the prophecy is happening does it apply. If he tells it to you the next day, it would be like somebody else, like he, like he spoke through a translator. At that moment, he is himself in the level of a translator because it's not at the moment when he's prophesizing. Therefore, the only prophecy they, that we heard from Moshe Rabbeinu, the only mitzvah that we heard from Moshe Rabbeinu at the moment when he was receiving the prophecy was the first two of the Aseris Adibris, when Hashem was speaking and Moshe was telling us. 
all the other mitzvahs, Moshe Rabbeinu told us after the event. So therefore, the only mitzvah that a person would be chayyid, also for violating the words of the prophet, is if he was to violate the, the mitzvah of Avidah Zorah. Because then he heard it from a person in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, would have heard it from Moshe Rabbeinu while he was prophesizing, and therefore he would be, be chayyid for violating the words of the Navi. And it doesn't apply to any other mitzvah, as we said. Therefore, perhaps the Rambam is trying to allude to this, that if a person, if there's a false prophet that is trying to convince you to do Avedazorah, it goes into that issue of, you heard it directly from Moshe Rabbeinu while he was prophesizing, and therefore, in addition to violating Avedazorah, you're also violating the words of the prophet. And therefore, Chayim Misa But that's a very difficult explanation. First of all, because that's something in the past. That would only apply in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, the person that heard it directly from Moshe Rabbeinu. It doesn't apply anymore. Why would the Rambam bring that up now? And most importantly, we're talking about a false prophet. We're not talking about a true prophet that, like Moshe Rabbeinu that told you a mitzvah of Avedizorah in the name of Hashem. We're talking about a prophet that's talking false prophecy. And he tells you to go worship Abay Dezara. And that's what the Ramam is talking about. That's why he brings it in Hilchus Yisaydat Torah in regards to the laws of false prophets, or prophets in general. But he doesn't, this, this is something, that kind of a mitzvah would be more in the laws of Abay Dezara. That if a person worships Abay Dezara, who lived in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu and heard directly from him, he would also be chayef for violating the words of the prophet. But it doesn't have anything to do with our subject. Therefore, this is not really an answer that answers this question. So to understand all this, we first have to explain what we said before, that there is a big difference between a mitzvah that comes through a prophet and a mitzvah which is written in the Torah. It says in the, the Gemara that the words, the first word of the Aseris Adibris is Anoichi, which is a Rosh Tevis, the acronym for Anon Nafshi Ksavis Yehavis, which means that Hashem wrote himself and placed himself into the words of the Torah. He inserted himself into the words of the Torah. As well, the Medrash says, when a person learns Torah, you capture me, when you, me meaning Hashem, when you study Torah. And therefore, since the words of the Torah and the mitzvahs, they capture the essence of Hashem, therefore we are itself understood that the purpose of a mitzvah could never be for some other, it can't be a stepping stone to some other um, agenda that you have. For instance, a person could say, I want to become a better person, I want to refine myself, so I'll live by the words of the Torah. I will learn Torah in order to become a better person. That means that the Torah becomes a stepping stone for your agenda of becoming a, a better person. When you say Anon Nafshi, that Hashem placed Himself into the Torah, it means that is the purpose. The purpose of mitzvahs is to be connected to Hashem, not a second agenda, a some other agenda. This is not a stepping stone. And the reason is, just like Hashem Himself, nobody could ever say that Hashem exists for some other purpose. There's really a bigger purpose than Hashem, and He exists in order to make that purpose happen. That's, of course, ridiculous. So also the words of the Torah, because they are infused with the essence of Hashem, cannot be a, 
have a secondary purpose, that's their real purpose, in order to make a, a better person out of you. Learning Torah is to be connected to Hashem, to the essence of Hashem. And that explains why the words of the Torah are eternal, can never be changed, the mitzvahs can never be changed. If there was an agenda to mitzvahs, to make a ber- person a better person, so then it depends on the type of person you are. It depends on what's going on around, uh, around you in your life. If things change in your life, your world changes. So then the mitzvahs would have to change in order to make you fit better, to make you a better person in the new situation that you're in. But since there cannot be any other agenda, the agenda is the essence of the Torah and the essence of the mitzvahs. And therefore, since they are unchangeable, just as Hashem is unchangeable, therefore the mitzvahs and the Torah can never be changed either. There would be no reason to change them. And the same is true for the difference between the mitzvahs that are written into the Torah and the mitzvahs that Hashem sent through the Nevi'im. The reason that Hashem said a mitzvah, has told a Novi to go and deal with a certain situation was because the situation called for it. Therefore, the words of a Novi are according to the situation that happens now, that he is coming to address. The words of the Torah are eternal that are not addressing a certain situation. They are the essence of it all. And therefore, the words of the Torah have a much more, a greater impact and are unchangeable, whereas the words of a Navi are according to the situation that they're in. On the other hand, what is the purpose? There is a certain quality that we get from the Vias, from the words of a Navi, because a Navi lives in our reality. The Torah is something which is extremely transcendent to, to, human, to the human condition. We could never hope to be able to you know, achieve the true essence of Torah. But when a Navi lives in our reality, and therefore he brings it down to our world, and therefore it brings a greater faith and a greater connection from our perspective to whatever the Navi is saying, to the type of message that he's giving, and therefore it's closer to our reality. And that explains why the Rambam dwells so much on explaining to us how we, what the Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu is. It's not just telling us something of history. It's telling us something that we need to know now. He's telling us that a Yidzemunah has to be so strong that there is no doubt at all in his mind about the truth of Hashem. That, and that comes through Moshe Rabbeinu, came down to us. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevius has to be such a Nevius which is not, ha, doesn't have any room for any doubt. That, therefore, it's not based on miracles that he did. Because you never know, maybe he had a trick up his sleeve, who knows what it is. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevius was based on the fact that we ourselves saw him become a Navi. We saw him be a Navi. Therefore, we have complete faith in his Nevius. And therefore, he's able to bring it down to us and give us the belief that we need from Nevius. And conversely, when the Rambam teaches us about how to reject a false Navi, so he says that even if he does great miracles for you, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't accept it. Why is that? Because we're, we're, we're not comparing his miracles to Moshe Rabbeinu's miracles. Even though he does great miracles, our belief in, and, and therefore wants to undermine Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevi'is, something in the Torah, 
our faith in the Torah comes from the fact that we saw Moshe Rabbeinu receive the Torah. We heard him being spoken to by Hashem. And therefore it's not based on a via. So therefore we have to have the strength to be able to reject any miracle that a false prophet can bring to us. And therefore reject everything that he has to say. Because it doesn't compare to Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevi'ahs. As we find in Allah that seeing something is so immutable that you can't, it cannot be taken away from you. The, the Allah is Ein Eid Nasadayan. A witness to an event cannot become a judge of that event. Because a judge has to be able to keep an open mind and has to be able to justify or to ent- entertain doubt about what the witnesses are saying. He has to be able to keep an open mind on the situation. But when the, the judge himself saw what happened, he saw the person do it, how could he ever think maybe he didn't do it? That's not possible. Seeing something, seeing Moshe Rabbeinu receive the prophecy is not the same as hearing it from someone else. It's not the same as he does a miracle in order to try to convince us that Hashem spoke to him. That can be questioned. What you saw can never be questioned. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of faith that Moshe Rabbeinu brings to us in the Torah, the fact that, he, that we saw him receive the prophecy. So therefore the Torah is based on Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy. And that's the reason that where was Moshe Rabbeinu shown to us to be a true prophet because Hashem speaks to him it was at Mount Sinai because we're not only Moshe Rabbeinu is not only trying to convince us the point of Moshe Rabbeinu is not only to bring faith in Hashem through his prophecy but also faith in the Torah and the truth of the Torah through his prophecy and that's why it happened at Maimed Ar Sinai so that it brings the truth of Torah also with the power of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy and that's the reason it comes dafka through Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu had, as the Ramam explains, two extremes about how he is outstanding above all the other prophets. On the one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he sp- all the other prophets, when Hashem spoke to them, it was in a dream, in a vision, with certain symbolism which they then had to interpret. Whereas when Moshe Rabbeinu got a, received the prophecy, it was a clear message. As the Torah says, it is not through um, puzzles and, and images and symbolism. I spoke to him directly, says Hashem. That's one thing about Moshe Rabbeinu. On the other hand, all the other prophets, the Ramam explains, when they received prophecy, it overwhelmed their physical being. They would faint. They would go into trances. They would, rem- they would be removed above their, pers- their persona as a human. They lost control of their human faculties. Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem spoke to him and he was upright. He, didn't, he wasn't affected overly. In other words, he wasn't affected that he lost his control as a human. So on the one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu received the highest level of prophecy. On the other hand, he retained his position as a human, which means he brought it from the very highest places into our reality, which is, as we explained before, is the point of prophecy, that he brings the message of Hashem into our reality, which Torah transcends our reality. And Moshe Rabbeinu was the ultimate of both of those extremes. And that's why the Rambam says 
that although it's true that Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy as a prophet, that's a lower level than Torah. Torah transcends prophecy. But on the other hand, the truth of Torah comes to us into our reality through the prophecy of Moshe. And that's why the Ramam ties it into the prophecy of Moshe. And that explains the final question that we ask. Why in one place the Rambam, when he talks about specific mitzvahs that the, the Navi wants to change or wants to explain, so that we, uh, we say, over there he says that he's trying to undermine the Torah. When the Rambam is trying to explain if the, the Navi is trying to undermine the very principle of Torah, some of the essentials, like it's not, it doesn't, it, that it's not uh, eternal and you can change a mitzvah and so on. He has to speak about the, the nevuah of Moshe, that that's what made it real to us and that's what we counter his claim. But when he talks about a specific mitzvah, meaning to say he wants to come and tell you that the explanation of this mitzvah is, I was told, is this. He may not even trying to be undermining the Torah. All he's saying is, Hashem told me that this is the explanation of a mitzvah. Over there, it doesn't undermine the, the very foundation of Torah. Over there, he's just dealing with a specific mitzvah. Over there, the Ramam says, he's trying to undermine the Torah, meaning a detail in the Torah, but he's not trying to undermine the entire structure of Torah. Therefore, he doesn't tie it back to Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy, but rather says that it is a undermining of the Torah itself.